Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. Well, I'm excited. Pastor Josh is not here this evening, and uh, not that he's not here. That came out wrong. But uh, I'm excited to have the opportunity to introduce our new series for you this evening, Hashtag Wisdom, A Summer in Proverbs. And the reason that I'm excited to do this is because Proverbs is probably the first book that I was exposed to as a young boy. When I was about my daughter's age, my daughter is uh, eight years old, her name is Torah, and when I was about her age, my dad began a practice, and I'm trying to start that with, my, with Torah as well, of every morning before school, he would read a chapter of Proverbs with me. And so Proverbs was really the first introduction that I had to studying the Bible, and I am so thankful for the investment that my, my dad made in me by doing that. And I think his dad did it too. I don't know how far it goes back. But it's a great book in that regard. Now, let's pray and I will tell you why I'm wearing these clothes. Lord, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the chance to look at this great book of Proverbs. God, we're thankful that, that Christ is uh, the ultimate expression of wisdom we're thankful that you have promised to give us wisdom if we ask, and uh, I just pray that as we look at your word tonight, and as we go through this series, uh, we would find tremendous help and encouragement in seeing your wisdom play out in the pages of scripture. Help us tonight to understand your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, why am I wearing these clothes? These were a gift to us. My wife was singing back up tonight, she has much prettier thing uh, on, but the, both of these clothes were, were a gift to us from our dear friend, friends, Sikander and Ujala. They're on the screen there. And they're, they're from the country of Pakistan, and they're part of the, the Christian community. Many of them have immigrated to the United States because of persecution and various things, but they're part of the Christian community from Pakistan. And this is their new little guy there. Ethan is his name. And uh, they gave us these clothes. And the reason that they gave us these clothes was so that we could be appropriate dre appropriately dressed at a party. Uh, let me tell you something. If you have not known a Pakistani family or, or individual, Pakistanis know how to party. Okay, there's always tremendous food. That, for some reason, always sticks out to me. But there's things like biryani, and tandoori chicken, if you're lucky. Uh, my wife is a big fan of the nan bread. Like, the food is just amazing. There's always music and dancing. There's people, and it gets louder and louder and louder, and it's, it's great fun. One of the things that, that we got to be a part of was their wedding. It was an arranged marriage. That was a first for me. I got to officiate, not once, but twice. Uh, Sikander came to the country after an extended period of working through the visa issues and all of that and started living with Ujala's family. And so within just a couple of days of them arriving on, in the States, of Sikander arriving in the States, uh, as soon as they could get a marriage license, we had a little ceremony in their basement and married them. 
but Pakistanis like to party. So that was not enough. So months later, we had the traditional Pakistani wedding. It's a three-night ordeal. So the first night here is called the Mindy, and this is the traditional celebration. These are what the clothes were for. I had to get dressed up uh, for this party uh, to be there. And this is the traditional party where the man arrives and is given in marriage to, to the, the bride's family. So he came in, and it was kind of improvised because his family is mainly in Pakistan still. But, but in their little cul-de-sac where they lived, there was a big procession and music and dancing and ribbons and all of this stuff. And he made his way up, and I got to go out and be with the guys, you know, and we came in and brought Sikandar. It was going strong till about 1 o'clock at night. And thankfully, because we had a three-year-old and Brooke was, uh, Asher was born at that point, a little baby that were along with us, the power went out because of a thunderstorm. And so we used that as our excuse to head, out, to head home because we were getting tired and we knew there were two more nights coming. The next night then was more of the traditional Christian wedding. And I got to officiate that at a, at a church and, and wait. Time is relative. We waited a long time for them to come. And we'll talk more about that later. And then the third night was just the, the big party. And there was dancing, and there was food, and they said, don't arrive until late. And we were still there way too early. And, it, you know, it was just a wonderful night. Again, way into the wee hours of the morning. It was good fun. It's great to be invited to a party, isn't it? Parties are a blast. And we hope that as a church and as individuals, we should be known for celebrating and being a part of wonderful parties. And I always think about Sikandar and Ujala, and they're kind of my inspiration. Because whenever we got an invite, and we got to the point where we would kind of hint and, you know, like, hey, we're here, um, we knew it was going to be a great time. Every morning when you wake up, you are invited to two parties. And you have a choice to make that day and at several points through the rest of the day, which party are you going to attend? The book of Proverbs we can think of as an invitation to two parties. You are invited to the wisdom party. And we're going to take a look at and see these two invitations from the, from the pages of Scripture. I invite you to turn in your copies of, uh, of God's Word, if you're following along, it's there. If you're using one of the Bibles that we handed out, it's on page 533. But we're going to take a look at these two parties and think through them and how all of our life, by and large, is an invitation and we have a choice. Which party will we attend? The first party that we're going to see is the party that Lady Wisdom throws. It's found in Proverbs chapter 9. You follow along as I read. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of my, the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. That's the first invitation. 
A little little later in the chapter is the second invitation, and it's from woman folly. And in verse 13, her invitation is here. The woman folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat on the highest places of the town, calling to those who pass by, who are going straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks sense, she says, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. Here are the two invitations that you are given every day. You can go to Lady Wisdom's party, or you can go to Woman Folly's party. And I want to just briefly think through the difference between these two parties for, for us tonight. And the question is, which party are you going to go to? Which party will you attend? And obviously I'm going to argue <laughs> that you choose Lady Wisdom's party. Well, let's think through some of the the observations. The the invitations help us do this. We see Lady Wisdom's invitation. She knows how to prepare a beautiful home and a wonderful meal. She's built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. Lady Wisdom is kind of like the property brothers, Joanna Gaines, and the rat from Ratatouille, you know, the chef kind of all rolled up into one. She knows how to make a great house. She knows how to cook a great meal. That's who's inviting you to the party. Woman Folly, not so great. She knows nothing, and then she resorts to provocatively seeking attention. She she doesn't really have much to offer, and so she just kind of flaunts herself and says, hey, come, come, come look at me. Come to my party. Aren't I beautiful? Aren't I Nice. Lady Wisdom. She sends out attendants. These are the people that she's taught her ways. Verse 3. She's invested in people. She's taught wisdom to others. And she sends them out to say, hey, come to this party. You're going to have a great time. It's going to be worth your while. It'll change your life. Woman Folly, on the other hand, goes out herself to invite. And you might think that that's good at the start, but in contrast to Lady Wisdom, it's because there's nobody left to send because the end of the invitation tells what happens to those people. She tries to distract people from the honorable pursuits that they're following. Now, in virtually identical verses, Lady Wisdom and Woman Folly invite the same people. They invite the simple, those lacking sense. Lady Wisdom does it because she wants to save people before it's too late, before they ruin their life. Woman Folly does it because she thinks, ah, here's a sucker that I can trick to come in. Lady Wisdom offers a healthy meal. It's symbolic of the worth of her wisdom. It's something that nourishes and gives Strength, woman folly offers us a stolen and an empty meal, something that that only trouble comes from, and that's probably even a euphemism of of inappropriate physical relationships. It's, It's no good. 
than the most dramatic contrast. Lady Wisdom offers life and insight, verse 6, to those who accept her invitation. She says, if you come to my party, your life is going to be better. You're going to understand the ways of the world more. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to advance you to be more like what God desires. Woman Folly, though, here's what, go to her party. It may sound fun at the start. Death and destruction come to those who accept her invitation. Nothing but bad news comes of it. The reason she can't send out attendants, that she can't send out people, is because those that go to her party, their lives are in shambles, they're in ruined, they're huddled in a corner just thinking, what in the world did I do with my life? And ultimately, it's going to cost them their life. So our lesson tonight <laughs> is very simple. Choose wisdom every day. That video at the beginning is a great picture of this. The alarm goes off and you have a choice. Which party are you going to go to? What, what are you going to do? Will you choose wisdom and live? Or will you choose death and folly and destruction? We're getting ready to, to launch into a summer in Proverbs. And I'm so excited because it's such a rich book. And there are, in every area of our lives, God says, this is the way to live. This is the way to have success. This is the way to deal with difficult circumstances. Choose wisdom. I want you to invite you to do that in a specific way, at least for the next 31 days. For the next 31 days, I want you to think, starting, you can sign up tonight, and then tomorrow you'll start getting these emails. We're going to take a 31-day wisdom challenge, one month. If you sign up, you can do it on your phone right now. There's a guest Wi-Fi if you don't have great reception, or you can do it at the kiosks on your way out. But what you'll do is every day you will get an email, and it'll look something like this. It'll just be the title and then a chapter of Proverbs. There's no commentary. There's no extra things from, from any of the pastors. Just read through it as a way to say, yes, I am choosing wisdom every day. Then at the bottom of the, of the email, there'll be two buttons. There's one that says, share what encouraged you. If you click that, it'll take you to a link, and you'll have a chance to fill out a brief form and share what encouraged you. And we want to rejoice in that with you. And we, if you give us permission, we'll, we'll share that, and you can be a blessing to others. The other one is share questions about this text. And so maybe you come along and you say, hey, this looks great, and this would really help me, but I'm not quite sure what it means. And we would love to interact. We'll, we'll post videos on Facebook or different platforms, and we'll get the answers out there. And you can, you can say, no, I'd rather you don't use my name in this, or if it's okay, you, you, know, you can let us know we can use your name. But we would love to have you participate along with us in this project and in this challenge. If you're watching online, if you're a guest here, and you're just dropping in because you're visiting family or whatever the case may be, feel free to join in with us. The more the merrier. 
We want you to choose wisdom every day. And this will be a great way to do it. With the rest of our time, I want to talk with you uh, about this, this other factor. And I, it wasn't just an illustration to talk, to talk about uh, parties at the beginning. But if we continue to kind of think about it, if you're going to a different type of party, like my wife and I, going to a Pakistani party, we're obviously not Pakistani, um, for the first time or the first couple of times, you kind of need a little help on how to understand the party. And so we want to help you do that with uh, the book of Proverbs tonight. And when my wife and I started going to, to the, these Pakistani, Pakistani parties, there was a couple of things that, that they had to help us with. The first thing was you need to arrive at least an hour and a half to two hours late. Because if you show up earlier than that, like we did on the, the last night of the wedding party, it's like you and the caterers. You know, you, there's nobody there. We thought, oh, we, we're doing it good. We'll show up at like 45 minutes to an hour late. No, no, no. We should have stuck with hour and a half, two hours late. Every time. Secondly, men may be the head of the household. But it's mom who runs the parties. Okay? We enjoyed parties so much because we got in with Ujala's mom. And she hooked us up. So if you ever go to a Pakistani party, make sure you make friends with the host mom because she's the one that calls the shots. She told Brooke what to wear. She gave us clothes. Ujala gave us the wrong outfit, so it meant like three more outfits came. You know, moms take care of it. The third thing that, that, that we learned is everyone is either related somehow or like their families have known each other for generations. And so when you come as a white, non-Pakistani, you're like beyond the culture shock, you are the only person in the room that doesn't know like three generations worth of stories of the people there. It's kind of intimidating. And then, because for me, as a, as a pastor, and Sikandar and Ujala were part of our church, and it, it was a great, great blessing and a great encouragement. But there is this Christian community, and it is rather strong in, in, in the Chicago area where we were serving in this church. And there's like all these dynamics that I still do not understand between the different pastors and religious leaders and, and all of that. And I was like completely lost. Like the women would come up to the various pastors and they would, the, the, the pastors would put their hand on the, the forehead of the ladies and do like a blessing. And I'm like, am I supposed to do that? What do you say? Like they introduced me as the pastor. Am, am I missing something out? You know, I, at their wedding, I officiated one ceremony. I prayed multiple times at different things. But then these other pastors had to get up and they did their thing too because I was some guy that they didn't know. Like, I just like, I, I, we just love them and went on, I don't know what's going on. One time I was asked to, to do the Lord's Prayer at the end of it. I'm like, oh man. The version that I do with the kids, like we don't, we don't, have, don't usually say the my kingdom come part at the, or the, um, yours is the, the, the glory, the power of the kingdom. Like, I'm having trouble with it tonight. And I was like, 
which order does it go in? I don't have my Bible. The re- I couldn't get it on my phone because the reception was, I'm like, I'm going to mess this up. Do I say thee, thou? Do I say you? I don't know. Ah, I survived. I don't want you to feel that way when you come to the book of Proverbs. I want you to, to have a little bit of an orientation. And so, so I want to talk with you about that tonight. The first thing that we need to do is just establish what are we talking about when we talk about wisdom? Here's a simple definition for you. It's skill for living life according to God's desires. Wisdom is skill for living life according to God's desires. Let's take a look then at at some of these orientation truths that'll help us understand the book of Proverbs. How to enjoy the party. The first one is this. Wisdom starts with God. Wisdom always starts with God, true wisdom. There may be great books, and they probably are fantastic, where you can get wisdom and and insight into any number of issues. You may enjoy listening to podcasts, and those are wonderful things. Your grandma, like my grandma, may have a magic cure-all. That fixes everything. My grandma's was made out of lemon juice, honey, and raw egg whites. That's, you got a cold? Take this. Got the flu? Here you go. Okay, all of those things may be great. But if wisdom doesn't start with God, it's ultimately going to fall apart. Proverbs chapter 9 says it this way, that, The fear of the Lord, and this is repeated in multiple ways. This is a theme of the book of Proverbs. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. If you want true, lasting, spiritual wisdom, it starts with God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Wisdom starts with God. Secondly, wisdom is valuable. Wisdom is valuable. I have a phone. It's a few years old. It's not going to get updated sometime this fall because it's going to be too old. I'm going to have to get a new one. Some of you that have a little bit more life experience than me may have appliances that still work from who knows how long ago. The appliances they make today are by design meant to last just a few years, so then you have to go back and and buy a new one. We live in a day where you can throw away, you can get new stuff, you can disposable fashion, you won't buy the new stuff all the time. We don't really understand things that are valuable. I don't even have to have cash anymore. Or a check. It's just here, either my phone or a credit, like I can just do it. Listen to these words from Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 2 My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it, 
as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Wisdom is valuable. It's like silver. It's like gold. It's something that you want to pursue. It's something that when you get it, you hold on to it. Treasure wisdom above all else. The next truth is this, that, that wisdom is an art more than a science. Wisdom is an art more than a science. Let's take a look at these verses from the very beginning of Proverbs. The Proverbs of Solomon, most of the book of, of Proverbs was written by Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand the words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness, justice and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. Okay? Proverbs is more of an art than a science. You can't necessarily take one proverb and just apply it in a, in a mechanical sort of way to every situation. You, you have to, to kind of work at taking in the whole and develop the skill and ability to, to work through it. The, the structure of Proverbs highlights this. The first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs are kind of an introduction that tell us how it works, the logic behind it, and that. And then you have like almost 20 chapters of the Proverbs of Solomon. And, and you, you go through, and they seem like they're arranged in random orders, and it's just different thing after different thing, and you go through, and there are all these little sayings, and you work through, and you say, what in the world? Couldn't he, like, have a normal outline that I could follow? Well, in part, that's because when you wake up in the morning, you have no idea what that day is going to behold. And Proverbs reminds us of that. Hey, I don't know what your day is going to be, have, but value wisdom, and you'll be able to work through it. And then you have, you have things like this that, that show up. And so we, we, we think about Proverbs, and it's, they're generally true in life. They're generally the way that God wants it to work. Uh, now, the problem is, in part, I sin, <laughs> so I make a mess of it. The people in my life sin, and so they make a mess of it, and so that it doesn't always work out. And so there's exceptions. The book of Ecclesiastes, we're not studying that, but that's like deals with the exceptions. But, but even so, we still have to think through, like, what, how does this work? So here's like the classic example. Proverbs 26, 4, and then verse 5. Chapter 4. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Next verse. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Like, what? You just told me completely opposite things. Yeah. Sometimes you need to do one. Sometimes you need to do the other. How do I know? Keep reading Proverbs. It'll help you figure it out. It's more of an art than a science. Lastly, how to enjoy the party. We need to remember that wisdom teaches us about Jesus. Wisdom teaches us about Jesus. We just finished up a, a, a series 
on the book of Colossians. And we went through these words, and it says this in Colossians chapter 2, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those in Laodicea and for all who might not have seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's wisdom, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Jesus is the one who ultimately shows us what God's wisdom looks like. And so as we work our way through the book of Proverbs, as you read 31 days, a chapter each day, you're learning this is what Jesus is like. And if you're here tonight and you don't yet have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that's really the place where wisdom starts. Another verse is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 30. It says this, He is the source of your life in, Jesus, uh, in Christ Jesus, whom God made our wisdom and our righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And very simply, Jesus, you can have a relationship with Jesus. You can have redemption. You can have sanctification. You could be made right in God's eyes because Jesus died on the cross from, for your sins and he rose from the grave to give you a new life. And if you're here tonight, and that's wisdom that you've never heard before, we invite you to believe. This is a simple prayer that you can use to express your belief in Jesus. It says this, Lord, I know I am a sinner, and I'm sorry. I believe you, Jesus, died for my sins and rose from the dead. Today, I'm deciding to trust in you to save me from my sins. Thank you for saving me. And if you're here and as you followed along or if you're listening online or, or whatever the case may be, we invite you, start your journey towards wisdom with a relationship with Jesus Christ. If this is new to you and you want to think about it some more or you want to review that prayer, uh, you can go to our website, branchlife.church. There's a menu at the top, the gospel, and it's all right there. You can go back and think about it, pray about it. There's a spot for you to say, hey, I did this or I have more questions We'd love to have you participate with us. The rest of you, if you're here tonight and are already on your way towards wisdom because you're a child of God, you may sit here and say, I have some questions. I have some questions that I would love some wisdom on. Maybe you don't quite understand how to study Proverbs yet, and you have some questions about that. Maybe you have some questions related to some specific circumstances in your life. I would invite you, we're going to give you some time in just a minute or two here, that you can write out your answers. And we'd invite you to, to use those next step cards. I'm going to do the same on mine up here. But what circumstances do you need advice from God's wisdom? The subjects that we're planning to cover in our series are this, making good choices next week, friendship, work, money, time, parenting, and growing in Christ. So if you have questions specifically about that, you can jot them down and it might help Josh and Corey and I don't know who else is going to participate in, in preaching and sharing God's word, but, but we'd love to help. Or maybe there's other questions that we can answer online or, or whatever the case may be, but we invite you to do that, to take some time and to share your questions that you're looking for God's advice. I told you at the beginning that as a young boy, my dad read with me the chapter of Proverbs every day. And I want you to imagine for a second 
that our Heavenly Father is in heaven tonight. And he's saying, hey, I, through three or four guys a long time ago, inspired this great book. And they shared the best wisdom that you can have in life. I want you to, to come and, and sit with me, sit on my knee, you know, whatever. And I want you to listen to my wisdom. I want you to know how to have life that, that's successful and that, that's the way that I want you to, to live. And I've, I've given you this great book. Would you take a couple of minutes and just, just listen? That's the invitation that we have tonight and that you have every day. Will you choose wisdom? I want to give you three or four minutes here to respond on your cards. And here's the instructions. You can take this time, and if you got your phone or whatever, you can go and you can sign up for the 30-day wisdom challenge. Branchlife.church slash wisdom. Secondly, you can answer the question, what circumstances do you need advice from God's wisdom? And there are the topics that we're going to cover. And then thirdly, you can pray for wisdom. Solomon was given, the primary author of Proverbs, was given the opportunity to ask God for anything that he could think of, and God would answer it affirmatively. Solomon chose wisdom, and God said that he made the best choice possible. If you have a couple of extra moments here as you work through those first two things, spend some time asking God for wisdom. The team is going to play, and you take these next few moments to respond on your next steps card.
Thanks for participating along uh, with us this evening. As we uh, stand and sing in just a moment our uh, concluding song for the, for the evening, there's going to be some individuals that come forward and, and encourage you to, to drop these next step cards in the baskets as they come by. I'm excited to see what God is going to do in branch life. <laughs> It'll be great to come at the end of the summer and to see how we've all advanced towards wisdom. I'm excited to be reminded of, of, of how to be a spiritual influence uh, in the lives of my kids. And that, that's what the thought as I was writing in that, that kept coming to, to mind. And, and I trust that there'll be things in your life that are a great encouragement. Proverbs is a great book. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And I think we're going to have a great time studying it together. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for giving us wisdom. Thank you for giving us Jesus who shows us what that looks like. Help us as we study your word together, as, as hopefully many of us each day take this wisdom challenge and, and read a chapter of Proverbs together. Help us as we encourage one another by sharing different questions and things that, that were impactful for us. God, help us to be the type of people that, that when others have no idea what to do, they say, hey, so-and-so from Branch Life, they seem to always know what to do. And it's not because we're smart, because we're not. It's not because we have things figured out, because we certainly don't, I don't. But you have given us, in your word, wisdom especially in the book of Proverbs. And it tells us this is how you have skill for living in a way that pleases me. Help us, Lord, to be those type of people. In Jesus' name, amen.